It's time for Meanwhile Back on the Farm with Grant Marshall. That's right, we're losing a generation of respect, integrity, and honor. A generation who are not afraid of hard work and sacrifice. My dad is that generation. Growing up on the farm taught my dad more about life than Google. So I thought maybe we should take the time to listen before that generation is gone. Every time, I think I'm going to take that line out because it makes me... Nervous. Make, well, it does. It I makes, do. It makes it sound like I'm saying before my dad dies. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. I just don't know. Dad, how do you feel about that? I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that anymore. Nope, nope, we're getting rid of that line right there, by golly. And how are you now? How's your old straw hat today there, by golly? I'm fine, thank you. A wonderful afternoon. It is. Tell me about the weather, Dad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's my farm background. When you and I talk, I either start out with the weather or finish up and the weather's oh, got to be in there nice somewhere. Today. Yeah, I'll ask him. So, how are you doing, Dad? Well, not too bad. There's a bit of snow on the ground, and uh, the rhubarb's all dead. That that always happens. And yeah. Chickens I, I in the air. I can't help myself. Too. I know. I know. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, Dad. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about uh, uh, changes in your life, and I don't mean like you know, like the menopause stuff. I mean changes that you have seen in your life over the years. You are how old, uh, Mr. Marshall? 84. 84 years old, born in 1933. From 1933 to 2018, how crazy is it, the changes that you've seen? Well, there certainly has, and and the word that really just pops out is communications. Oh, yeah. We uh, have a different way back then of communicating, and uh, we had uh, radio and we had the uh, telephone, but uh, that was it, and TV was a long way off. Hmm. So uh, we had to communicate with uh, another house, another neighbor, and, uh, you know, by today it seems a little bit primitive, but... uh, you know, it worked, and uh, it it was a it was a thing that uh, neighbors did. The uh, party line that w- we had on the farm uh, serviced about eight customers. Can you imagine on one line, strung down the concession, looking after eight uh, telephone people with one line? And when we uh, heard a, a ring on our wall telephone, uh, well, if it wasn't our ring, of course we didn't answer. But if it was our ring which was one long and three shorts, well, then they wanted to talk to us. Okay, so one long ring and then three shorts, and you yeah. knew that was for the marshals. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad, we don't. Come on now. That's just, that's, that's a little, little crazy right there. Um, Dad, tell me, as a young fella growing up on a farm with a phone on a party line, did you ever pick up the phone and listen in on other conversations? Yes, sometimes we Dad, do. come yes, on. Well, it, it, it Let me just read your bio again. We're losing a generation of respect, integrity, and honor. No, not, not, not as a habit. We, <laughs> we listened in if someone was on the line, and then, of course, uh, we couldn't make the phone call. And I remember Dad saying, you know, we had one busybody on our line that just <laughs> would not get off, and very often she would want to talk at noon, when Dad was in from the fields, and he'd want to make a call, and I think he might have jiggled the phone a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. So in other words, he'd pick up the phone because he'd come in off the fields. It was time to make a phone call, and she'd always be on there yammering away, well, and then right. and then he would kind of rattle the phone a little bit as a clue, like, "Lady, get off the phone." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what was her name, Dad? Do you remember her name? Oh 
yes, I remember. Her name was Lil. 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 Yeah. Did he ever, do you remember being around and he'd pick up the phone and say, Lil, for goodness sake, get off the phone. I don't think he said that, but he certainly felt it. And, of course, this little lived right across the road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they met really on a, a daily or weekly basis. Well, that would be interesting because what he could do is send his wife out, your mom, out to the front, you know, out by the driveway, out by the road, yeah. and she could yell across the road at Lil, Lil, come here for a second, I need you, and she'd have to hang up the phone, you see. Yeah, right? well, that could happen. I got strategies yeah. for this kind Subterfuge. of stuff. Subterfuge. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the neighbors talk to neighbors, and uh, if you were passing by on the phone and your neighbor was in the field, very often you'd stop, and uh, I guess that's where the uh, the term, talk, we talked over the fence. Yeah, or talked your ear off. That might have yeah. been a farming uh, thing. And they ear of corn. About the weather. <laughs> the what? The what, Dad? About the weather. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. seriously. You haven't seen uh, the, the neighbor up the street all winter long because you've been snowed in, and the first conversation is about the weather, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, I was uh, you know born in the early '30s. The depression was on, and uh, you know a lot of people were out of work. A lot of people and. Uh, uh, and so, so around ours too. There wasn't much. Uh, there wasn't much cash around. No. You you had to depend on your neighbor uh, for work, and then uh, you would re you know you would return the same. Okay, so hold on. So when it came to harvest, uh, everybody would hire everybody. That's right. The the neighbors would come over with a wagon, or or maybe we'd have two wagons, mm-hmm. and to bring in the the sheaves or the hay. And then uh, in a day or two, you would return and go to his farm. And th- that's how the work got done. Um, the thing that is a weird, and I want to talk to the kids over here in the in the corner, the social media kids, the interns. Kids, pay attention. Alex, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> See that look? Yeah, she's communicating. There was, there was someone else that gave me that cold look not too long ago. Um, imagine one phone in the house. And you had to go to it because the phone did not move. Imagine that there, kid. Attached what do you think? to the wall. I had that experience. Oh, she had that experience. Wow. Did you go to a museum? Yeah. Oh, like in my house when I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 13. You didn't have Aww. a cell phone until you were 13. You should see a therapist because that's just, that's horrible. <laughs> what kind of a parents, what kind of a parents do you have? Well, there are Good two parents. parents. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still think about the, the, the having to go to the phone, you know, landline. Dad, I don't even have a landline. No, well, we do, too. That's what I'm talking on right now. But <laughs> as you know, at the cottage, we have the old wall phone just as a decoration. It's an antique. Yeah, you crank it. Yeah, we crank it. And uh, the uh, there was uh, two two dry cell batteries in the thing. And batteries. It worked. It, it was fine. Well, I, you know, when I think back to your day and to my day and the way you're living now, Dad, I mean, you know, do you think there was any motivating factor growing up? Would you, like, you weren't poor, but you didn't have a lot of, a lot of extra fancy stuff, right? Oh, no. Uh, I, I tell this story, of course. Uh, we, we, uh, we didn't have any money and things were bartered back and forth. And guess what? We produced all our food, everything we've had on the farm, we, we grew. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and we weren't we didn't consider ourselves poor. Why we had everything, but we just didn't have the cash flow that uh, you know people and and uh, to to depend on some cash coming into the farm. Well, there was egg money and there was cream money, 
and they would maybe eat ten, twelve dollars a week, and that bought a dozen oranges and some spices and some tea, and that was about it, Drew. Ladies and gentlemen, Grant Marshall is who we've been chatting with. He's a fascinating gentleman uh, who I happen to know quite dearly because he's my daddy. And uh, that's a little segment we like to call Meanwhile, Back on the Farm with the one and only Grant Marshall. Good to chat with you, sir. It's good and have a nice afternoon and look after the weather. Go Leafs, go! Yeah, that's right. Bye, bye, Dad. (laughs) That's nice.